This episode includes some material that is of a sensitive nature. It discusses BDSM scenes and consensual non-consent play that may be triggering for some. Please use discretion while listening. Humpty Quickie's Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickies, Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex-positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non-monogamous lifestyle. After coming out of her shell, Court expands her play with a young single guy. They soft swap with a couple they met at our pre-party. We get to hear Court's side of the interaction that chipped Melissa's tooth, and they share more stories about couple play and the kink B&B. And we're back at the sex apartment once again. Kurt and Court, coming back to finish up your stories. Hiya. Hey, hey. Welcome, welcome. When we last left off last week, you had your first unicorn experience where you got to go down on a girlfriend and where you got to watch him have sex with another one for the first time. That opens up the door. Where do you go from that point? We had gone to the club for so many times and then I went to ladies night, met a unicorn. It ended up being a great dynamic and I was like, I want you to be like our first. It was a big deal for me. I was very methodical on every step that we took to get us to this point, to be honest. I was very careful about the first people that I chose for each thing and I knew that she was the person for us. So I started off where like her I can see. I like her. She's attractive. Let's build a relationship with her and we did. And then I was like, okay, just chicks. I'm not, I I can't imagine after seven years, another man. I just Mm -hmm. can't wrap my head around that. And then finally we sat down and reevaluated where we were and what we had going on and what we wanted to do. And I knew that we wanted to start spending time with, with more couples. So I had told him the only way that I'm going to make this happen is to put my energy and my focus into one body and one person in the room. And I had a conversation with Bex and she was like, I really think that you should just have a single male at this time to help get you over that hump to not have to worry about being in a couple situation. And then I was like, all right, this I can try. We ended up getting a B&B that night and we had him meet us there. That was the most nervous I've been in as long as I can remember. I was physically shaking when I knew that he was on his way and I knew I was texting Bex, freaking out, (laughs) losing my mind. I almost chickened out and told them to turn around and go home. It was terrifying until we finally like got going and got the lights on. And then Mm -hmm. it was great. It ended up being a wonderful experience, but I was terrified. Yeah. A little nervous. It was a big deal. Again, what was the discussion going into that? We knew we wanted to, when we started thinking about other men, I was like, okay, well, we'll see. Because I was so picky because I was so new. You're really picky at the beginning. I was like, eh, eh, eh. Okay, we'll do like a couple thing. I was really picky too. Boone put me at ease. (laughs) He's like, he's a nice kid. He's got a big cock. (laughs) <laughs> i'm like all right you know he's cool with it you know and then i met the kid and he's, he's a great, great i knew guy. i wanted to start swapping with couples though and the only way for me to get there was to have a structured experience 
that I had control over. I'm kind of a control freak. So I wanted it to be on my terms and the environment that I wanted, where I wanted it to be, the music that I wanted, my husband there, if I needed anything, I, I knew the air, where I was. And I said, if we're going to do anything with any couples, this is what I need to get us there. And he was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we will make that happen. <laughs> well, I was incredibly vanilla before all of this. My husband, on the other hand, is the most faithful man I've ever seen in my entire life life but if he is single he's ready to mingle i saved him yeah. from those hoes <laughs> <laughs> so you're that nervous. was how he had come to be was if we're gonna get to me doing anything with any couples this is i think the best decision and he's like all right so you found your single guy through friends mm -hmm. yeah comes highly recommended <laughs> okay <laughs> He's on the list yeah. and he knows who he is and I hope he's listening right now and <laughs> you're on the list. I'll make sure he listens. <laughs> but we reached out to him and while she had recommended him and I was like, oh, she's like, you've met him before. You've hung out with him before, which was true. I had met him and spent time with him at a prior event that he had come to. So that made me even more comfortable. I was, and then I was like, oh my God, why didn't I think of him? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, okay, like this I could totally do. But then when it came down to it, I was so nervous the night of. Natural. You still get nervous I, I, in any single encounter. Yeah, any kind of single encounter is nerve-wracking. Walk me through the night. I went early and set up while he fed the kids dinner. Yeah, lights, Bluetooth radio. Yeah, I brought all my toys that so I... All, all I'm picturing right now is that teenage girl going, oh, I know exactly how I'm going to lose my virginity. And I'm going to set <laughs> That's quite frankly exactly yeah, what it was. I had gone earlier. I brought all the toys that I knew that I wanted to use and I put a towel down and I laid them out on the dresser at the B&B. &B. What toys did you bring? I brought two of my favorite vibrators, three butt plugs because we had God talked damn, about if girl. he had done... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Girlfriend likes herself a small to mid-sized vibrating butt plug. It feels phenomenal. And if you haven't tried it, you should, because there's no better feeling in the world. Anyway, girl who can barely take a pinky right now. Look I know. <laughs> oh my, once you, once yeah. you get to. I worked on her for a long time. Okay. It feels so good. You can feel it vibrating through his penis up onto your G spot. And it just like intensifies everything. That's one thing we haven't tried is vibrating ones. Yes. I'll only do vibrating ones. I'm like, yes. what's the point of the regular ones? <laughs> the vibrating ones do anything. <laughs> so good. We did just get a vibrating one from Hot Octopus. So Okay. So I brought those because I knew that he wanted to try it. Okay. okay so I love to be stuffed. Okay. <laughs> I love to stuff her. So... At home, Kurt will put in a butt plug of, we never go too big. I mean, uh, no. The size you just put your hand, I'm going <laughs> to. Yeah. No. Like, no. Anyways. I feel very inadequate right now. <laughs> <laughs> we will use a butt plug. And then I was also able to find an incredibly soft vibrator. So first he'll go inside of me with the butt plug in and then he will slide in a really soft silicone vibrator and just as he likes to put it, carve me out. 
and it is the best feeling in the entire world. It feels fabulous. The vibrator is so soft that it like bends forward onto my clit and then it vibrates my clit at the same time. And it's just like from front to back, everything is vibrating and just slowly moving around. This is the first time I've ever gone into detail about this. So he's probably <laughs> he fascinated all right now. Here. He's like, what? <laughs> dig you out. Yeah. yeah dig me out. Dig. So anyways, I brought the stuff for that because we had talked about it with him. And if he wanted to try it and he's like, all right, yeah, that's fine. We can try it. So I brought all that. I brought a candle because I've been slightly curious about wax play. So once we started going down this rabbit hole, we were like, let's try everything once. We don't know if we like it. If we don't try it, I brought the candles. (laughs) I brought a couple cock rings, lube, condoms, tons of condoms. What else? I mean, that's a fucking lot already. So yeah, light. That's a lot. That's a lot of snacks. She brought a lot of snacks. She brought, I did plate. bring a lot of snacks. <laughs> Deli tray. <laughs> I love board. that. <laughs> I'm the snack queen. Now, every time we have like an event that's like at a and b or something. She brings the snacks. I'm always in charge of snacks every single time. That's great. So that was like the stuff that I brought. I went early and set everything up. Went home put the kids to bed. And then he and I waited for our sitter and we went back and waited for him to get there. I had bought a super cheap, but super cute one size bodysuit that was black and it had some cutouts in it and rhinestones on it. And I was able to get it super cheap. So I was like, you guys can just like rip it off of me. I don't care who does it. And I had told him, you know what I like, you know what I expect you are my husband. I am like fully giving my body to you. I don't want to have to make any decisions. You know me well enough to know what I like and what I'll want when I want it. And he did. It ended up being an absolutely fabulous night Yes. because I was able to give up control. So he shows up and it's kind of awkward at first. We get out the snacks. Not really interested in snacks quite yet. That's a that's a post. <laughs> that's a post. Yeah. 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 You learn. I didn't realize around. that was right. my first time. I didn't realize <laughs> I'm like, would you like to see what I brought? So I took him into the bedroom and I was like, so this is everything that I brought with me. We don't have to use everything. We can use everything. But this is what I brought. And he was like, whoa. Can you imagine being that kid? Yeah, man. <laughs> How lucky. 22-year-old kid. How lucky. I was going to say. I, I'm like, geez. what? <laughs> that kid's got it made. He really does. He does. I hope he knows it. He does know that. He knows it. He's very well aware. Yes, he does know. And he looks down at his pants. He's like, this is what I brought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and a smile. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we went back in the living room. We talked for a little bit and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go change. He hopped in the shower. Oh, yeah. He took a shower. You changed and we all kind of met in the bedroom. Now, shower his request to yours. I mean, both. He had been at class all day. Okay. So he knew. I'm like really sensitive to smells. And since it was like my very first, I was like, okay. I just really wanted to be like all around good. So he's like, no, it's fine. I wanted to anyways. He hopped in the shower. I changed. I was very nervous. What was going through your mind as you were changing? (sighs) I can't believe this is. She talked the whole time. I did. She would not stop talking. That's how I know she was nervous. Yeah. I talk a lot when I'm nervous. A lot. She was trying to give everyone snacks and (laughs) no, calm down. Not here for snacks. You are the snack. (laughs) You've already brought the snack. Yeah, you sit here. We're going to snack on you. (laughs) So you all meet in the bedroom. What's he wearing at this point? Towel. Towel. Was he in a towel? Mm -hmm. I believe so. Smart kid. And you were standing there and you're. 
full black thing. Yeah. It was like the cutouts were like all down the front. Okay, and then there were you. like a couple on the side. It was like a tank top. It was like kind of like a one piece swimsuit. And then it had like cutouts going across and then a couple on the sides. It was black and mesh. And then it was like a whole bunch of rhinestones, but it was like $4. So I was like, it didn't last long. Yeah. Do what you want, boys. I, re- I remember I said, go get him, Tiger. <laughs> And I patted him on the back, and he got this big smile. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. Christmas at all. morning, and he shuffled in there. And <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do? First, they we brought the bed restraints, so they restrained me to the bed. Still in your outfit? Were you on your mm-hmm. back or yeah. on your tongue? on my back? On your back, okay. So like a big X. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And we brought that little feather thing too. Then we started using the toys on you. And we kind of just made it all about or mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I knew what you wanted. I had told our male friend yeah. before we began, I am giving my body to my husband. Don't look at me for any decisions. Don't look at me for any choices. Like that it's between you two. I trust him and I trust the decisions that he's going to make and he was like, okay. So they like just kind of went back and forth on what they wanted to do and when they wanted to do it. Yeah, we used the toys at first. And still, I like, outfit's still on at this outfit's point. Outfit's mm-hmm. still on. And I think we might have even the outfit off of you. Mm-hmm. And then I like a good old spit roast. You know? <laughs> Who right? does it, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So. Like I said, his favorite view now. <laughs> yeah, you know, so we did that, you know. What was I, it like the first time someone else entered you? Surreal. It was very surreal. It was very, it was like an out of body experience. Like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> this is not my husband. Where were you when that happened? I was bedside. I was watching. Bedside. Yeah. One of them was always by my head. And then one of them was always, they were either both going down on me or both on my bottom half. Or one was by my head, either with a cock in my mouth or kissing me while the other one was going down on me and doing something down there. So what was going through your head that moment that it finally happened? This is awesome. You know, I think I prepared for it mentally so much. It wasn't like anything new or kind of got over it early on. I saw the look on her face and how happy she was. And that, <laughs> that sealed the deal. For that was me. enough. <laughs> yeah. That, and that first sound, the oh, first sound that gosh. comes out. Is, oh, uh, it was like my soul left my body for a minute. Like, I can't believe I'm doing this because it was different with our the our unicorn. It's different for me to be with another woman. It's just, it's more comfortable. It just is. So another man though, was just a whole new thing. Yeah, He enters you for the first time. Where does it go from there? I left my body momentarily. And then I came back to my husband who was next to my head. Cause again, somebody was always next to my face. Which was like, I, it couldn't have been more perfect because I looked over and he was right there. So I was like, okay, this is great. I feel good. Like he's okay. I'm okay. And then that was when I was able to slowly like really start letting my guard down. I was holding her hand at the time because I know she had doubts because she asked me when he was in the shower, she said, are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. She's like, I need you to be sure that you're okay with this. So I know she had doubts that maybe I wouldn't be okay with it. And maybe I would use it, me being there holding her hand and seeing that, you know, I was okay and everything was fine on my end that she could fully enjoy herself. And And I did. It ended up being the most perfect experience. I couldn't have asked from start to finish. It was exactly what I envisioned. It was an exact from start to end. It was, I couldn't have asked for better. For me, it was a really big deal. It was a really big positive experience. And after that, I was able to get over that hump 
to open us up to really be an out there couple. And I don't know, we're kind of like a different couple where we don't like, we like to build relationships and friendships with people. Like we pretty much stick to only a couple couples and then our single guy and our unicorn. But it gave me the opportunity to really open myself up to like, if we did meet the right people, then I would be ready and willing to participate fully. We needed that for the next step. Yeah. Which I knew I wanted to take because I knew I wanted to, we can't live off unicorns. (laughs) (laughs) Eventually you'll starve. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) The uh, DVP. Oh, I forgot about that. He didn't like it. He said it was too tight. So here's the thing about this friend. And I told him this last weekend, he needs to learn the art of thrusting because he's young still. Like sex isn't just in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. Like, no, like do other things. As I said, he likes to carve me out. Like do a dig, whatever. (laughs) I thought you said carve. You said dig. Whatever. We can do both. So he didn't like it because when he did it, he was trying to do that in and out motion. And he, he was saying that it was too tight for him. And I was like, well, because you can't fuck like that with all that smushed in there. Yeah, all those gadgets in there. Yeah. Gadgets. Specter gadget down there. Specter gadget pussy. What I really like about how you guys kind of attacked this between the two of you with your kind of going about it with singles at first is that, and you said you wanted these experiences, you were very particular about A, the people you chose and about B, the way you set up the situation that it was going to be very particular, that your experience with your single guy was you play the right music, you set the right atmosphere, you pick the right single guy, and that all of these things were considerations for you and that you weren't just jumping in and like, oh, there's a guy who's willing to fuck me. I'm going to go fuck him now. No way. It wasn't just like a, I'm not going to even think about this, but you put thought into it from the beginning beginning to the very end. And I really love that. It just shows that you are thinking, you're thinking every part of this through. Obviously you're getting turned on by, you know, every moment (laughs) of it as well. But part of the nice thing is, I mean, I overthink everything, but part of the nice thing of thinking through what I could was it allowed me to give up control when it came down to it. Absolutely. So I put the control into what I could. And then with our single male, I was able to say, don't look at me for anything. Thing, look at him i'm I, out I'm you're, not, yeah yep. you're in just yeah. make me feel good that's all i yeah. ask just yeah. make me feel good yeah and it was nice because i controlled the people i controlled the places i controlled the atmosphere and then i controlled nothing else yeah and that goes back yeah. to the amazing relationship that you have mm-hmm. because you were able to put that trust after you you had the control that you needed. You're done. You can tap out and you can be like, now you're in. I'm tapping you in and you have all the control from here, but you have to have that trust. Mm-hmm. You have to yeah. be able to be like, yeah, I know he's not going to put me in danger. He's not going to make decisions that I'm uncomfortable with. I'm totally like, here you mm-hmm. go. Here you go. It's all you. And now you can also be turned on by that as well. You have your first experience with this guy. Mm-hmm. You mentioned last episode that you were multi-orgasmic. Roughly how many times during this first single guy experience do you feel you came? Six, seven, a lot. I love to come. So <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm really good at getting into a space for me and just concentrate on what's going on down there and it feeling good and put my focus into that and I'm able to. You're in the right headspace. Yeah. Can, yeah. The right things going on, the right buzzing going. <laughs> <laughs> so what's it like for you guys after that moment? 
Cloud Nine. Mm-hmm. I was a little bit in shock after he was on Cloud Nine. <laughs> I was a little bit in shock. I had to digest it a little bit. Overwhelmed. Yeah. But not like bad overwhelmed. Right. Like it was definitely a lot, but it was a little bit of digesting. But after that, I was like, okay, I feel good about it. I don't know where we're going to go from here, but I'm open to seeing who that could be. And I don't think we had really even met any couples at that point. We were <gasps> chatting. You know what happened? I remember what happened. We were with our single male friend. And we reevaluated after that. It just so happened you guys invited us here. And we met another couple here. Yes. And it ended up being a perfect culmination because they were still a soft swap couple. So while I had just fully had sex with another man, it was, again, a nice low pressure couple that we had found and that we were clicking with that this is giving us a chance to add another body, but not fully swap another baby step, another good transition into where we want to go. Yeah. We met him here. We met him here. So what happened? That was, yeah, we were planning on meeting another couple, I believe that night and that kind of fell through or something happened. And we did meet the other couple. Okay. So There was another couple that was coming in town from out of town that we were planning on meeting and we did meet them, but they had brought another couple with them. So there was a miscommunication on if we were like impeding or intruding and we weren't sure we didn't want to step on any toes. So like we said our hello and we talked for a little bit and then that was kind of the end of it. And then we circled back around with them. Yeah. So we were just kind of walking around that night, just kind of seeing who was out there. Mm-hmm. And sure enough. Well, no, we, we had seen them throughout the night. Yeah. And we were talking to them throughout yeah, the well, night. We, yeah. But we had split up for a little bit and then we yeah. kind of circled back. And mm-hmm. I don't know. One thing kind of led to another. I think we asked if they wanted to get a room and they're like, yeah. We knew. She and I were dancing and we were touching each other. And we knew while we were dancing, I had told her, we're comfortable with whatever you guys are comfortable with. And that felt really good to say. That was the point that I had been wanting to get to being able to say to another couple like we're comfortable with whatever you guys are comfortable with there's no pressure to full swap we don't care Mm -hmm. anytime is a good time for us so i had told her we're comfortable with whatever you guys are comfortable with and she was like awesome her husband comes back over and she tells him they're good with whatever we're good with we kind of danced for a little bit longer and then made our way back and found a room the same room that some other couples (laughs) from here that night were coming out of we had decided (laughs) to go into (laughs) This has got to be a good room. We're going in here. (laughs) And that was a lot of fun. It was different because it was the first time with another couple. So it was like, okay, how do you start this? How Mm -hmm. did you start that? Everybody just got naked. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, Court was like, you, you, you get naked. Everyone get naked. (laughs) (laughs) That works. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone just got naked. She and I started kissing. I went down on her. Well, she was a professional now. (laughs) (laughs) That last time I was like, this was fun. Let's do this again. I went down on her. She was going down on her husband, I think. And then I think you were going down on me. It It ended up being a good time. And it was a great, again, a great transition into adding a person, but also being low pressure because it was just a soft swap. And it was easy to say, okay, I'm ready for my husband been back now and yeah yeah mm-hmm. it ended up being a lot of fun we're still friends with them their kids are in some extracurriculars and we were like well remind us when it gets closer and if we can come we'll come show some support so yeah, yeah. yeah. like i said we like to make friendships but we also have a hard rule of nobody that we can't make a clean break from so like, no school districts yeah. no oh. <laughs> friends of like no like 
ongoing relationships. We have to be able to make a clean break. Our kids can't be friends. Well, they can, but like not like close friends and no school districts. Interesting. So (laughs) we're building relationships. We're chugging along. We're having a great time. Our single male friend informs us that he's leaving for the summer. He's going out of town. He's going to be gone all summer. I get it in my head to put together a farewell orgy for him. (laughs) 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 Didn't start out that way. It started out as us wanting to meet with another couple that we had met here from the fetish ball. And we had planned on getting together with them. So we were planning on going to this event together. And then we found out that our single male friend was able to come before he left to go out of town. So I reached out to Mike and Melissa and I had asked them, are you guys okay with the single male friend of ours joining? Like there doesn't have to be any crossover if you're not comfortable with it. He, I just want him to be able to be with me at least for this night. She was like, well, who is he? So I asked him if it was okay. And I told her, his username and she's like oh we had talked to him (laughs) and we were planning on getting together anyways that would be great so they were in they were happy about it and then our other couple that we had soft swapped with we had become the only couple that they had full swapped with found out that they were able to go that night and then we were like okay let's do the same thing reach out to everybody and like are you okay with this there doesn't have to be any crossover like whatever you're comfortable with blah 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 blah. everybody was cool with it and so was born our single males go away seven person orgy (laughs) in the gallery So let's hear your version of it. Yes. We heard a Mike and Melissa version of this. Now I want to hear you guys. Everybody met up at the club. Everybody talked. Everybody socialized. Everybody danced a little bit. I'm really bad at foreplay and being kissy and touchy. I like a switch kind of flips in me when I get into play mode, but it's hard for me to like flirt before that. <laughs> it's something that I'm working on. But other than with my husband, it's really hard for me to be like touchy and Mm. I prefer to kiss women over men. So it's like hard for me to be kissing. But for some reason, whenever I get into a room, I like completely (laughs) change over to a different person. So eventually everybody's kind of messing around and there's a big puppy pile going on on this room. There's people moving around everywhere. I'm like, I remember it. Every guy in that room had a problem. Yeah. Every Um, guy in that room. It was the gallery room. Everyone's looking in. That's the problem. No one really knows each other. It's like a new experience for some of these people. Every guy had a problem, which is okay. Get past it. But I feel like that's more common in public type. And the men in that room ranged from 22 to 45. Mm -hmm. Right. And every single one of them, there were four men involved in that night. And every single one of them had an issue. Struggled that night. And it happens all the time. Yeah. It's not talked about enough. It happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are a lot of people that avoid I, actually getting into the lifestyle because they're afraid that it would happen, thinking that, oh, everybody there, that doesn't happen to anybody. And I've thought about quitting before because it's happened to me. I was like, what is this? It can't be, you know? <laughs> I would have missed out on the last 25 years. It was a lot of fucking fun if I did that. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, he's not quitting. No. But no. that gallery room adds a whole oh, other level the, of pressure that yeah. is yeah. just even outside of the norm. So give me some highlights then. Poor Melissa wound up getting a tooth chipped because of me. I was laying on my back. The way that I remember, and I could totally have this wrong because there were a lot of body parts moving around that night. 
One of the guys was going down on me. Somebody was going to fuck her. And at the same time, she was going to kiss me. So I like lifted my head up because I was on my back and I lifted my head up to kiss her. And at the exact same time that she kissed me, whoever was going to fuck her rammed her from the back and rammed her mouth into my mouth. I thought nothing of it because the way that her tooth chipped, I had no idea. And she just kept kissing me like nothing had happened. I was completely clueless until the end. And she was like, I chipped my tooth, you guys. I was like, what? 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 You chipped your tooth? What do you mean? The fact that she waited till the end to say that and didn't stop it, a fucking champ. Champ. Such a champ. She's a champ. Yeah. She didn't say She wasn't going to ruin the moon or anything. I've totally been like, what's happening? Stop. It would have been over for me. I'd be like, sorry, guys. Gotta go. Cut the music. Find me some milk. We're fixing this now. Let's go. It was a lot of fun, but I don't think I'll be planning very many orgies moving forward. It was just a lot because there were so many people that didn't know each other. I was worried about everybody. Mm-hmm. I was worried about our single male and making sure that he was having a great time before he left for the summer. And because right. everybody was struggling, I was like focused on him and finishing and making sure that he was able to perform and my husband being there and making sure that he was okay and he was taken care of. And then our other couple that had never full swapped with anybody except for us, making sure that they were especially her because I promised her that I would have her back. And if she was feeling uncomfortable, she would like give me a nudge and I would pull her away if I could. So it was a lot of people to be concerned about that. I don't know that I'll be planning any orgies anytime soon, but it was a lot of fun in the moment. And at the end of the night, every single one of the guys was able to finish. Wow. All in all, it ended up being a win. Okay. In my book, because at the end of the night, everybody busted a nut. Every woman and every man busted a nut. And all your teeth were still intact. So. And all my teeth. <laughs> I'm sorry, Melissa. <laughs> so you've rediscovered women. You enjoyed a single guy. You did a soft swap. You full swapped. You've even created a seven person orgy. To this point in your journey, what has been each of your favorite experiences? We did have one night with one other couple that we haven't mentioned that was our first outside like true swinger night. They're from out of town. So they came in town. We went out to dinner. They had gotten a hotel and they're really good about like they do a lot of hotel takeovers. They're very active in the lifestyle. So they deck out their room. They lay out all their toys. They do lights. They have black lights like they like know how to set a mood. We need to step up. Our fucking hotel game. We really do. I did snacks. <laughs> I did do snacks for that. I did snacks. Yeah. But we had a night with them where we like went out to dinner with them and then we went back to their hotel and it was nice. We've gotten into a pretty specific play style of a lot of taking care of the girls and back and forth play where like the girls will go back and forth or the guys will go down on each of the girls while another guy is doing another thing and like we're using strapless strap-ons and spending a lot of time doing that and then we'll kind of take a break and then we'll like re-sexy it back up and wrap the night of we always tend to do two sessions i feel like yeah we kind of like take breaks intermissions yeah anyways that night that we had with them it was just very relaxed and very laid back and very comfortable and i came so much that night that it's a very very close tie to first so i can't 
not mention that night because it, it was a big a deal night. for me. They're very important to us. So that experience was great. And I would agree with Court that it's probably tied up to my first with, I think, the experience that you're going to talk about. Yeah, that definitely takes the cake, though. Yeah. Yeah. But I was thinking the kink b and Yeah, definitely. The first time. Yeah, we've, we've been since been back twice. Oh, we've been there three <laughs> times. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, we love that so place. So it was Bex and Boone's wedding anniversary, and they were like, fuck this. We're still doing something regardless, even though friction's canceled. So another couple in the group that were with, Hunter and Rose, Hunter was able to get his hands on. He knows somebody that has an unlisted kink B&B, and he was able to get it booked for the same night that we had all planned on hanging out at Friction anyways. So like our plans, the location changed, the plans didn't change. Right. And that night, I got really, really excited. We had committed to trying everything once. We had tried the paddling. Mm-hmm. Bex did end up at another point end up paddling me. I didn't like it. The pain isn't for me. However, going to the club with just my husband had made us realize that just because you don't like to get hurt doesn't mean you can't be tied up to a St. Andrew's cross. Right. My husband loves to chain me up to that thing and have his way with every plural sensitizer and vibrator and butt plug that he can find Mm -hmm. or that I happen to bring with me. For us, it was an exciting experience to see everything that was going to be on a wall in a kink B&B, anything that you can imagine. It was a whole apartment. This place. With everything in it. So for us, they have the L&B nights, but this was with our friends that we have relationships with, uninterrupted time to really explore these different things and see if there's anything else that we might like. Mm-hmm. So we were really excited about this night. This place is amazing. If you ever, no. so we have we're, to show you pictures. For, uh, we have her. to be invited because we don't. It's unlisted, so yeah, you we'll do wait have to patiently. Be, we'll, you yeah, have to be invited. We'll, we'll invite you. <laughs> it's invite only for sure. They have they have hoists in the ceiling. They have everything you can think of. The weirdest kinks you can think. Of. Every kink you can think. Everything. Of. Everything. I'm awesome. telling you right now, awesome. the prayer bench. I'm dying to see. There's a prayer bench. There was a toilet. There was a cage that was underneath a table. A couple different cages. There was stuff for baby. There was a lot. There's a lot. And There's the, the toilet weirded us out. As soon as we got there, as soon as Kurt mm. saw it, he put it in the closet. We're like, let's yeah. with you. <laughs> None of us are We try that. anything once. Right? Not that. Uh, Everybody says they have no rules until yeah, they have a rule. Yeah. <laughs> in our time in the lifestyle, when we had started up until this point, we had gotten pretty close with Bex and Boone. And in our conversations leading up to this night, we had had several conversations. I knew who she was. I knew what she liked. I knew what interested her. And we had several conversations about how she likes to get really aggressive with Boone in the bedroom. And we had repeatedly talked about Kurt taking her out to the woods and hunting her down. And that's something that they had brought up on their episode with you guys. Mm -hmm. But she had asked us if we would ever consider doing like a CNC thing. CNC stands for consensual non-consent. It is a BDSM role play where the consenting adults agree to take part in forced acts. The participating partners have complete knowledge and agree to one partner being taken against their will by the other partner, usually discussed in depth beforehand. And at first I was like, I don't know. I guess it would depend on the scenario. That stuff kind of scares me. She was like, I really just wish I could have the opportunity with somebody that I could fight and will fight me back and not hold back. 
Because sometimes when I'm enjoying myself, I like to lash out and get aggressive. And I want somebody to put me in my place back. And the first time she said it, I was like, well, that makes sense coming from her. (laughs) (laughs) Totally makes sense coming from her. I don't know, though. I'd have to put some thought into it. But then she brought it up again and again and again. And she had brought it up multiple times. We had multiple conversations about it, how she wanted to be able to be dominated and really held down and taken advantage of in a situation. And the night at the B&B, everything just clicked into place. Everybody moved around that room and jumped off of one another and swapped from person to person. Like at the, we were all so in sync that night. It was unbelievable. But at one point we had Bex bent over the one table. Somebody was having their way with her. I think it was Kurt. She could fight, man. She's strong. (laughs) I think it was Kurt at the beginning. Oh, man. Don't do not. Yeah, underestimate her. Or maybe it was Boone. I don't know. Boone had her at, in Somebody the was like holding her down and then somebody else was like having their, not like holding her down aggressively, but like holding her down like sexually while they're having their way, you know. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, she like gets up and morphs and starts fighting him back. And Boone just like picks her up and like slams her down. And I'm like, okay, so now I understand seeing it. Now I understand. Like she was totally serious when she said it. I knew what she meant. She wants this. Like he's not doing anything wrong. She's Mm -hmm. repeatedly told me like I had to like tell my like it was so loud. Everybody stopped what they were doing and looked and got their attention. Yeah, we all kind of walked in. And then we all walked over to them. Kurt came in with the assist because she was still fighting. And a lot of these conversations that we were having with Bex, he was sitting right next to me for, and we were like laughing through these conversations. We had gone so far that Kurt had threatened to tie her up to his truck bed and drag her around (laughs) our (laughs) cul-de-sac. There have been entire like fucked up scenarios that have (laughs) been talked about with her. She gets slammed down on the table. Kurt walks over to assist Boone because she's still fighting. He knows it's okay because she had repeatedly said that it was okay. They finally both get back control of her. And then it clicks in my head. Something that she had said to me in one of the previous conversations was she could see me trailing along after my husband is hunting her down in the woods with like a little electro wand (laughs) saying, wait for me, honey, here I come to deliver pleasure. And her saying that to me popped into my head right at that. That moment and I was like oh I gotta go get some toys I know what to do so I <laughs> I know what to do so I left the room and I grabbed some different goodies that I thought that she might like and I brought them back and that became my role is I kind of went on the one side of her I held her back down a little bit too and she like started fighting some more and it was a mixture of emotions because it was like, oh my God, she's like fighting to get up. But then it's like, no, she told me she wanted this. She told me that she wanted this. It's okay. I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. And the cum that was coming out of her was definitely <laughs> telling, telling me you. that I was doing the right yeah. thing. <laughs> but it was another one of those very surreal experiences because it was somebody fighting to get up, but fighting because they want to be put yeah. back down. And they had repeatedly expressed that it was what yeah. they wanted. So it was like going back and forth between feeling confident in what I was doing and second guessing what I was doing and yeah. feeling confident and second guessing. And no, this is my friend. We have code words in place for this. We just yeah. do green, yellow, red with them. Like if she had a problem, she would say red. She is not saying red. We're good. <laughs> Eventually she said red and she had had enough. She t- Everything had calmed back down. Yeah. And so now this night was mostly about her, correct? 
No, that was or just was a part of the night. This was like a okay. six-hour night. So okay. The- <laughs> and you know what? That was a that was a soft swap night. It was a soft swap night. We ended up going back to our partners at the end of the night. Okay. It was so much fun, though. It was, like I said, everybody just bouncing around from person to person to person and taking care of each other and just having fun. You guys swapped? Like everybody else swapped? Or how, how did that work? It's hard to explain since it was like three different rooms. Everybody was just kind of mingling and jumping in on each other. Okay. Yeah, there like, was a lot of BDSM. There was a lot of tying up and, and paddling and whipping. And- well, not a ton. Only Hunter did that to Rose for like a minute. But like we took some time and Bex had gotten this attachment to the electro wand that like makes your whole body electrified. And we like spent some time where Rose wanted to try it. I wanted to try it. Bex was on the controls. But we spent some time doing that. We tied you up to the motor and we tied Bex up to the motor. Oh. And it's a hoist. Yeah. So there's like a bar that like hangs from the ceiling and then there's like a motor that like will make you go up. But. Oh. Yeah. That was nice because I had all three men like kind of touching me and rubbing their hands on me and doing, I think Hunter at one point got a flogger and was like gently flogging me and Boone got one of those pinwheel things and was like running a pinwheel up my leg. I discovered that I really liked that sensation. Okay. But it was a lot of that stuff. And then when they were done, Kurt took me over to the St. Andrew's Cross and put me on there. And then since I was warmed up with being touched by all these people, he then had his way with me to make me come while the other four kind of went off in another room and were doing I don't know what. Mm-hmm. After he made me come, we kind of rejoined them. Boone was going down on Rose on like a swing. And then Bex and Hunter were over here. So I was like, where can I jump in? Where so I like clocked. I crawled under the swing and started going down on Boone. <laughs> Kurt is going down on Bex. And it was just people jumping around from person to person. Okay. And then I got tired of being under the swing and I was like, <laughs> hmm, what can I do next? And I got out from under the swing and then I like went over to Bex who was still going down on Hunter and I was like, hmm, care for another set of lips. And then we gave him a double blowjob for a little bit and it was just like everybody all over each other. And I think that he then said, I'm very pleasantly surprised at how outgoing you are with this whole situation. Except for with him, I'm very kind of reserved. Sure. Reserved. Sure. Until I get into that mode and then it's bouncing around. La dee 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 da. We need to make more memories and come back again. Yeah. That's what we have to do. Yeah. Sign us up. (laughs) Great to make a memory. You can update whenever you uh, have created more memories. You can come back and. Plus, we have bonus episodes and things like that. We're trying to get groups of people to do things. Oh, yeah. That'd be fun. Oh, yeah. 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 We can get it on one of those. Yeah, for sure. It's always surprising to us when the couples we interview feel they don't have enough stories to tell and they look forward to making more stories and coming back to share more. This is the first time that while the mics were still on, they said, oh, I can't wait to make more stories and come back again. (laughs) Usually takes a few minutes after we turn off the mics before they're eager to come back. But that was great to actually record that one. 
So Court starts off by telling us the story of her first getting over the hump with mm-hmm. the single guy so that she can see what it's like to be with another man after being with her husband for so many years. The way she puts it is that she doesn't want to include a couple because she feels that she needs to put her energy into just one person and that having two people would be too much. And I thought that this was a really great way to look at this and to look at the single guy experience for her because it wasn't really necessarily about just having sex with another person. It was breaking it down to, I want this experience to be special in the sense that we're moving very slowly and everything is set up perfectly. So we're not just throwing two people into the mix and trying to figure out how to swap with a couple. I really love their journey and how they took these slow steps in, but they were all very deliberate, very specific. Everything was very well thought out. She definitely perfected the art of baby steps. So she goes on to say when they were waiting for their single male friend to arrive, she is (laughs) physically shaking because of the nerves. And I can be the first to attest that that is a real deal feeling that you go through those first couple of times, probably many more than just the first couple, but the anticipation of things, I don't know where the nerves come from. Sometimes I feel perfectly fine with the person we're meeting up with and there should be no reason why I would have nerves, but there are nerves anyways. We have gone through the stories of our single gentleman encounters and a lot of them were very early on in our lifestyle journey together. And I vividly remember both of us being very nervous waiting for them to arrive. And then the text, I'm here. And I jump up out of bed and run down to get them, leaving you alone in the room, not knowing what's coming through the door next. With like a pit in my stomach, Mm -hmm. just waiting, waiting. It's turning into a knot. It's so, ugh, it's the worst. But like I said, that was very early on in our journey. I still am willing to bet we would be very nervous or have that nervous energy right now doing that. It depends on the person, obviously, that we're meeting. And the nerves come from so many different places. Like a lot of our experiences now, I've had enough sex with enough different people that my fears aren't based in the adequacy of my sexual abilities. (laughs) (laughs) They're more based in, you know, you want them to A, show up. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, there's that fear of what if they don't even show? And then you have the, I've never met this person. Who are they? Are they okay? Will we jive? Will all of that work? I mean, so many other places that fears can come from. But I think that having some more experience just in the lifestyle in general and with single men, maybe not specifically alone single men, but just interacting with Mm -hmm. single men in the lifestyle. I think you just brought up a very good point. Early on, those experiences were with people we didn't know. And it was that first time meeting them in that specific situation. Where now we know enough people that the odds of us bringing somebody brand new here without having ever met them, I don't want to say slim because I still really enjoyed the buildup of that as well. And that nervous energy is part of the fun of it, in my honest opinion. It can be, if it's relieved. Right. (laughs) Yes. And we've said it before, having a connection with somebody and playing that second, third, fourth, fifth, or in terms of some of our partner's 20 plus times. Yeah. There's no, oh gosh, how's it going to go? We know how it's going to go. It's going to be, we're going to have a great time. We're going to enjoy the evening. And if sex happens, great. And if it doesn't, no big deal. But in those first meetings, it's, we have that sex expectation. It's somebody brand new. We don't know how it's going to go. We think we know how it's going to go, but that whole nervous energy building up. Mm -hmm. And we haven't had to deal with that in a while. It's been a little while. You're right. 
we've had lots of interactions with our friends mm-hmm. and you know people that we've known that nervous energy hasn't been around for yeah. a while. <laughs> I'm not rushing out to get it back, but you are right, though. It does play a role in the entire experience because once it is relieved, that relief also goes into how fantastic the experience was in whole. Because now you can look back at it and be like, I was so nervous for no reason. And, you know, and now you just have this relief of so many levels. You've probably been orgasmed and Mm -hmm. come to climax and you're probably relieved in (laughs) many aspects. Yes. All good thing in the end. How about she says she's super picky and talks about picking the perfect guy and the perfect couple and all that. And he goes, yeah, I was super picky too. But don't worry. Boone told me he had a big cock and he was a good guy. So I was good. I had to laugh because I'm like, oh, who knew that like just saying he had a big cock would set his mind at ease. Oh, okay. Okay. Thank thank goodness. (laughs) Oh, phew. (laughs) Which having a friend to be able to set your mind at ease is really nice to have, right? Because the thing about single guys is that... They build a reputation. And the thing about the lifestyle, if you play locally or in one specific area, you're going to come across a lot of the same people. It is somewhat of a small world. Definitely. Building a good reputation if you're a single in the lifestyle, male or female, is very pertinent to your success. Well, we have a handful of our friends who very much love single guy play and go out and meet lots of single guys. If we ever needed a highly recommended single guy, we could easily reach out to any one of those friends and probably have a list. And probably it would be listed from absolute A plus to maybe, you know, C. I don't know. (laughs) They probably wouldn't give us any of their... (laughs) Uh, Knowing a handful of them, they'd also have the stay the fuck away from these. Oh, yeah. And then these... Yeah. And avoid these. Right. I love having built those connections in the lifestyle with people, even if that's not our only dynamic. We don't only play with single guys, but having friends who do and then coming across the point in our journey that we're like, yeah, we want to bring another single guy in. We can reach out to our friends and just get a recommended single guy. We don't have to go through all the crap that unfortunately a lot of people have to do. And in the beginning when getting into this, they unfortunately find some of the crappy ones before they find a good one. Or even the fake ones. Or or the fake ones. Yeah. The ones that ghost you, the ones that show up and are jerks or, you know, like... A whole slew of problems that you can have. Either way, having that built that friendship with people where you can reach out and say, hey, you got a single guy that you would recommend? We're looking for somebody for this night. Or even to bring along to a party or something like that. We need another guy. We don't have enough guys for this party. You know, lots of benefits to that. For sure. We haven't had an experience where something got ripped off of you because you're usually the first one just taking naked it off halfway and, yes. through the, you're walking through the apartment or the sex club dropping clothes. So you're naked and ready to go when we get there. How would you feel about clothes being ripped off of you? I absolutely love the idea of a specific outfit purchased or designed just for this particular mm-hmm. event. Don't rip just anything off me, please. <laughs> Yes, I may buy a $2 outfit so that it can be ripped off of me. But no, I don't want anything ripped off me. However, I will say that there was a moment with our interaction with Casey where he actually undressed me and he had kind of tied up my arms as he was bringing my shirt over my head. I think you remember this. Oh, vividly. 
because it's a super duper hot move. And had I have had something on in that moment that could have been ripped or torn, that would have been like an ideal time to use that type of outfit because sure. he would have used it exactly the right way. But I love this idea. I absolutely love the idea of having an outfit specifically to be ripped off. And then you instruct everybody, yes, go for it, rip it off me because it means nothing to me. I could not be happier by that answer because that has been running through my head since she said it and how hot that would be to just have shreds of an outfit just left on you as you're getting ravaged. And Yes. Mm-hmm. I love that idea. I agree. Check. And she claims to be so vanilla prior to the lifestyle, but she has an awful lot of gadgetry that she brought to this interaction that kind of made my eyebrow raise for a minute. I was like, what? Like, I thought you had this really vanilla life before now. How do you have all of these things? (laughs) (laughs) She's going on with cock rings and vibrators and vibrating butt plugs and all of these things. And I'm like, (laughs) and her fantasy for, or well, what she loves about the feeling of being stuffed. She even goes into great detail about the dildos that she has found that is useful for that feeling. And I just thought it was kind of funny that this was her day-night difference of (laughs) vanilla to now. (laughs) The fact that she took a moment to describe how every one of those toys inside of her felt and said that it was the first time that she's ever relayed this to Kurt. Verbally, yes. I thought, yay podcast for bringing Bringing that out of people because that's what this does frequently. Yeah. And it's funny because when you're sitting here being interviewed by us, I know you're in the hot seat. So I think sometimes things come out in a nervous ramble Mm -hmm. and then we find out things maybe not on purpose. Maybe it just kind of came out. And I think this was one of those moments. She just was trying to explain things and then it happened to just all come out. And he couldn't have been happier to hear all of those descriptions. You can tell it's something they very much enjoy very between much the two so. of them. Yes. She had a world of trust in him for this first experience to say, don't ask me, can I do this? Is this okay? Look to him or he'll stop you if something's going past what I'm all right with. And to have that much faith in your partner and your relationship that you know he's not going to let something happen to me. She's going to make sure everything's okay, whichever direction it goes. But you know that you both are well aware of what the other's all right with and looking out for each other. And also having that trust in the single guy as well, that she can just say that to him and know that that will be the rule that's followed or that's what's going to ultimately happen. For sure. Moving on from that first time and how she continues her baby step transition. And says, okay, I'm ready to engage with a couple, but let's not full swap yet. Let's start with soft. And again, they happen to find just the right couple to do this with. And I think this also, again, goes to how well thought out she is thinking about every single step they take. She knew exactly that at the moment that they could feel comfortable with this couple and say, whatever you're good with, we're good with. And to have that exchange and know confidently that truly whatever they were good with, they would be good with means something. Mm -hmm. And she was able to just make that next jump. I give us all the credit in the world as they met at our pre-party and that goes totally to our pre-party planning. Like lifestyle Cupid over here, just making making people's dreams come true. And speaking of planning, it's nice that she got to discover how quickly a little going away orgy can turn into a seven person going away orgy. Yeah. Which has happened to us before where we start making plans and oh yeah, 
Oh, you're going to be there too. Oh, well, oh, let's okay. let's add you into this. And let, and next thing you know, it's like, oh my god, we have a whole lot of fucking people here. This is cool. Yeah, but she was a bit overwhelmed by that. And I can see, especially in their level of newness. Yeah. That kind of just came together as, okay, yeah, you, and oh, yeah, you're there. Oh, yeah, you there. Not knowing how they're each going to interact with each other. And mm-hmm. she even gave the out of, don't worry, we don't have to cross play. I just want you there so I can do something with you. And I just want mm-hmm. you there. So, And she built it appropriately. And while it sounds out, things were a little rough to start, which I give Kurt a lot of credit for bringing up, yes. that all four guys at some point struggled in that room. And window or not, I have a feeling with the newness of everybody. And I mean, this was first times for a couple of people in that room. Yeah. That things were going to be a challenge there. Yeah. So A plus on him bringing that up because yes, it happens all the time. People thinking about getting into lifestyle, worried about that happening. Don't worry about it. It's going to happen. And the more you worry about it, the more it will happen. I don't want to say get out of your head, but get used to the idea that it's going to happen and then it won't be such a big deal. And prepare yourself for when it does so that you aren't stuck in your head so that you can somehow figure out a way to get out of your head in that moment. And or if you can't get out of your head, figure out a way that you don't just tap out. You use your fingers, your tongue. I'm willing to bet that there weren't four guys standing in each one of those corners with their arms folded going, well, my dick's not hard, so I'm not playing. So. And I'm willing to bet that the women sitting in that room were not like, well, nothing's working here, so we're out. You know, it's all about being a part of it any way that you can. 100%. Yep. Now, she says that it was so overwhelming planning the orgies that she's probably not going to do that anymore, or at least anytime soon again, because she was very concerned about everybody's happiness in Mm -hmm. the room and if if everybody was going to get along and if it would go smoothly. I think that at that point, you kind of have to take a step back and let an orgy be an orgy and let people be responsible for their own yes. pleasure and security and all of that. That all has to happen You're not for forcing each anyone into right. that room. Right. And people will enter that room going, okay, I see where I can fit into this. Yeah. And we have seen people and couples that have looked at the group and the orgy that is about to take place and not seen their space and said, mm, you know what, we're, we're going to do a lap. We may be back. Right. And then not come back. And that's okay. And it's just, you're welcome to join. And if you don't see your opening, by all means, you're welcome to pass as well. But I personally love putting these groups together. I know you do. I know you do. And then seeing it all work, which is one of my favorite things at the end of, as we're all sitting there having our naked chat at the very end going, look at, look, 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 look at what I did. This is good. I like this. <laughs> then she goes on to talk about a couple that is very active in the lifestyle, does a lot of hotel parties, and has their setup for the room. We saw into a handful of rooms at Naughty that were very well decorated. The doors were decorated. You name it, everything was decorated. We had absolutely nothing. I don't think we planned on bringing people back to our room, to be honest. It's a setting the mood type of a thing. Come back to our room and it's really cool. We got lights and we got, It is a good way to draw people in. I'll give you that. I don't, you know, it's however you want to set it up, but giving it your own special touch, also making it kind of a space that's not just a hotel room, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, we do have an event coming up where we have a room that we may have to figure out a way to decorate. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I'm intrigued. Speaking of rooms... That are decorated. This kink B&B. Yes. I am so fucking intrigued. I know. You really, really want to go. I just want to see some of the stuff and like get my hands on it and just go, oh, yeah. I mean, every time we talk to somebody about this place, it's like, wow, I had never thought about that. Oh, I never thought about that. <laughs> the kink world is not something we're very well immersed in. No, we're not. Curious at best, but. Yeah, not, I mean, dabbling. Yeah. yeah nothing full 
Right. Full bore. Yeah. But still, it's one of those, it's an experience that. Oh, absolutely. I would love to see this place when they talked about, quote unquote, the motor. (laughs) And it turned out to be a hoist up on the ceiling that would, you know, you could get tied to and be lifted. Mm -hmm. My imagination was running wild with the thought of the idea of being hoisted up on a motor Mm -hmm. and and then just kind of thinking about all the things that could happen from that point of view you know the idea of having a space with all of these things in it to yourself Mm -hmm. where you can try anything you want at your own will nobody's watching you you know unless you're with friends of course but not like nobody's judging you yeah you you can try this on your own you can do you know however much or however little you want with all of the things and play out any fantasies or whatever without that fear of somebody over your shoulder looking at you, watching you do any of that. So I think that's the most fantastic part of this kink Airbnb that's wanting me to check it out. Right. Just to touch and feel as much as I want and not have to worry about anything. 100%. Real quick, she mentioned Friction was canceled. For those that don't know, Friction is a hotel takeover. They're an East Coast group that does hotel takeovers. Yeah. Yes. And their event got canceled. You may remember we actually talked about said event being canceled the night that we met Lincoln Tory. Yes. And how crazy busy that night was because everybody because that was that supposed event- to go to that, minus these six people, <laughs> showed up at the club that night. Yes. So then they start breaking down their side of Beck's CNC experience. Yes. So we had to go old school and bring out the ding dong ding from season one. I was so excited when she said it. I almost stopped her to go, hey, stay with it. And I'm like, no, no, no. No, we'll do the ding dong ding. I was very excited by that. Yes. A CNC is a consensual non-consent scene. Yes. That plays out. It was fun hearing another side because we were both very intrigued. We know Bex and Boone, they've probably discussed it a hundred times amongst themselves. So they're both prepared. Right. Sounds like they discussed it a handful of times with them, but she was still a little hang on, wait, and going back and forth with, I know she's saying stop, but I Mm -hmm. know she doesn't mean stop. I really loved hearing Court's side of this because I feel very much like I would be in a very similar stance that Court was because knowing Bex, she's an amazing person Mm -hmm. and she's very good at giving her feelings and her thoughts and she's very clear on everything. So hearing what Court had to say about just her own like personal, well, I'm not really comfortable with CNC or the idea of CNC, but then Beck's breaking it down to her slowly and talking about it with her multiple times leading up to this. And that it wasn't just something that was like, oh yeah, we're going to do this scene and you're going to be a part of it. It was very much a long drawn out conversation over I'm assuming weeks before they even got to the BNB and very spelled out too. And then hearing also, even despite being all in and being ready and prepared to do this with Bex, it still even took her some moments during the scene where she was fighting her own thoughts like, well, wait, she's acting this way, but she's telling me this and I know she told me this and I know she wants this. And so she's fighting against her 
own conscience mm-hmm. and uh, then also goes on to say, well, you know, if she didn't like this, she wouldn't be coming the way she is right, right. now. So there's so many of her words just made me feel like, okay, that's legitimately how I would feel if I were in that situation because there's that normal good part of you that's going to say, I don't want to hurt somebody. I don't want to force somebody to do something they don't. I don't want to be a part of something that might not be fun for somebody else. But then having to talk yourself back and say, no, they want this. We've already talked this through. We know exactly. And we have safety measures set up. And those were the code words. And as soon as the code word was used, all done. Yes. Funny that you mentioned that you feel you would be in very much the same boat as court. I also agree that your job in this would be, oh, here I come to bring the pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) because I totally see that with her and I 100% see that with you as well. Yeah. There there will be no, I'm not going to be the one holding you down, but I'm sure going to be the one making you happy. (laughs) You had asked, wasn't this night all about Bex? And they quickly stopped and said, no, the reason we loved this night was because it just scattered about room to room where people have their interaction. And as that wrapped up, they would go to another room and join on and do that. And that really got me thinking about a theatrical event that I've been to where it's basically a progressive theatrical moment where you enter the first room and there's some sort of scene playing out. And then as you progress throughout the space, the scenes build and depending on which room you go to, things change. And then when one scene wraps up, those people go to a different room and start playing out another scene. And it very much reminded me of that kind of experience and really has my head spinning about how to create something like that, where there are different types of scenes playing out in each room where people can go from place to place and place and experience those kind of scenes. Interesting. I've never heard of such a theatrical event. It's actually the local theater here. It's their big fundraiser for the year. And it's a huge event that they use their entire complex from the offices to the storage rooms, you name it, things just happen throughout. And that's how they can bring in as many people as they do to raise as much money as they can because they spread out throughout the entire complex and not just the seats inside the theater. It's really cool. And boy, have I got some ideas. (laughs) Yeah, this would definitely trigger some ideas. Thanks for joining us for a Hump Day Quickie. We hope this brought you some midweek excitement. If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844-4HUMPDAY and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy stories. 